Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And we are recording this episode after what I'm going to call a long stretch of both of us being pretty busy with a lot of stuff. Yes. This is one of the this is one of those we had to fit the podcast somewhere in like the schedule of life. And those are always the podcasts where like you sit down and then you just kind of realize like, hey, I'm in a Discord call with a friend. I don't need to be this stressed right now. Yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, I this feels like work until you're doing it and you're like, oh yeah, we started this because it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, it's like the, the the preparation and the planning, you know, is a little bit of work in the in the scheduling. But like once we're down in it, you know, that that then you know it becomes fun again, and we remember why we do it. Um, but I am one of those people. My boss has told me on multiple occasions, Craig, stop stressing. You're making this job harder than it has to be. <laughs> nice. um, and I feel like that's just like a consistency in my life when like something's too easy. I'm like, no, make it harder. That's crazy because my work is the exact opposite. Hey, Alex, we need you to start caring a little bit. Um, <laughs> people are getting upset by how little you care. <laughs> Can you do something, please? At least when people just... are around. <laughs> <laughs> I so. I'm one of those people that, you know, as someone who is a chronic procrastinator and still is, something that I've learned is the maximum amount of time that I can dilly-dally before people start getting suspicious. And so this is not unique to my current job. I just mean in all phases of life. When I'm in the middle of a job, we take a break and that break lasts longer than like five minutes. My like paranoia sensors start going off. Like someone's going to yell at us for not doing something. (laughs) I know, I know this timeline. If we don't get back to work in the next 90 seconds, someone is going to get mad at us. See, I feel like I'm really good at not doing anything, and most people I hang around are really bad at it. I'm like, you're drawing attention to us. If you're gonna, it takes skill to not do anything. You're making it too obvious that we're not working. So, like, get better. But you can't really train people because that's like, I wouldn't say malicious, but that's literally the mark of a bad employee. Is hey guys, let me show you how to do less work. But like, figure it out, guys. It's possible. Yeah, and like. Most of the time, if you ask those questions, like, we know what you're really asking, and we'll let you know. Yeah. As well as, dude, like, I put so much time into looking busy that if I put half that time into actually working, I wouldn't have to pretend. <laughs> that was me in high school so much where, like, I would be like, how can I make it look like I worked out this math problem? What details do I have to add to make it look like I did not siphon this off of an internet calculator? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put so much work into synonyms and whatever to make it look like I'm not plagiarizing that if I just wrote it, I would have been done by now. <laughs> Sometimes working longer with less brain power makes a little more mathematical sense than working harder for less time. Yeah, but also I think it makes us good problem solvers. Yes, absolutely. Like criminals who never get caught are... Okay, so here's the tier list. You have criminals that never get caught. You have cops that are 
find who are really good at finding criminals, cops who are bad at finding criminals, and then the criminals who get caught. So, in theory, Gang, be- I don't know where this is going. I'm just as on the edge of my seat as you are. <laughs> so, in theory, you should be on the cop side because nine times out of ten, you're gonna catch the criminals. But if you're really, really good at being bad, you'll be better than all the cops. So I've spent time into being the best criminal when it would just been easier to do what I'm supposed to do. But there's, I associate myself with bad criminals and they're the ones who are going to get me caught, bro. Now, if that didn't make any sense, it's because I was figuring it out as I was saying it. Yeah, I know. What, and then I I was real, as soon as I started lie. saying it, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have brought up cops. I should have just said law abiding citizen. But I was too deep in the analogy already. I'm out of practice with the analogies, guys. I got to I got to warm back up. So, yeah, so we're just gonna call it a wash. Maybe we'll cut it in post. Who knows? I won't. You're right. You won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay. So, just so that we have more content to talk about, um, we're spending the next few weeks uh, talking about video games, and we started with maybe one of the most classic video games of all time. Uh, this is like the first person shooter that defined the genre for its generation. We're talking about GoldenEye 007 for the N64. We played it. We played the port that they put on Xbox, but like it's the same game. Yeah, it's, it's the same game. Um, if you don't want to hear us talk about this game, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code 26 minutes, 30 seconds. If I were to make like a poster or maybe a dictionary definition that required a picture for games that have not aged well, this game is going to be included in that definition time and time again. Dude. Because. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Because I don't think that this game is bad. I just think it is not tailored to the needs of the modern gamer, which is something that I understand makes me sound like the smelliest, stinkiest person you've ever met. But the fact of the matter is it is simply true. See, this game was good when it came out because not a lot of other games had come out yet. What this feels like is playing checkers when a video game system is right next to you. Like, I yes. get this game used to be popular, but we've gone past it, and there's no reason for us to be playing this anymore. And that's exactly how I felt playing it. I'm like, oh, I get why people would have liked playing this. This is yeah. like one of the first games you're like, oh, we don't have to go to an arcade anymore. We can play this at our house. That doesn't make it good. <laughs> it makes it available. So with a game like this, it's important to talk about like the history of it. Um, so games had kind of been a household staple for about 10 years at this point. And this is by far not the first first person shooter on the market. Wolfenstein, Doom, all that stuff had paved the way for a game like this. Right. What makes this game special is a lot of people praise it for its multiplayer elements. It's it was one of the first like four person split screen first person shooters. Like you could have your friends over, set the match to 25 kills and just go at it. And this was one of the first games to do it, but definitely the first game to like perfect it. Alex and I played the campaign, which is not an aspect of the game that people talk about when they talk about Goldeneye. Um 
I have played other 007 games. Like, the game that my brother and I played was 007 Nightfire. And that was our multiplayer experience. We loved doing that. So, like, you definitely see where it comes from just in an older game. Craig, I work with mostly people 20 to 30 years older than me. Yes. It is very common to for me to talk to people who have kids my age. I brought up that I was playing this game for the podcast. And the first words out of their mouth was, oh, that was back when games were hard. And let me tell you, they could not be more right. I'm not saying games today aren't difficult, but the difference between this game and the games today are today it's difficult because they make it challenging. Like, you know what you're supposed to do, but the enemies are really good. Um, You just don't know if you have the strength to do it. You're like, this is hard to do. There must be like finesse. There must be a strategy I'm not aware of. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. Maybe you're playing a racing game. You're like, they're all faster than me. I need to learn how to be faster. This game drops you in and it barely explains what you're supposed to do. And then you figure it out. It's hard because it feels like you got dropped in the wilderness. and They're like, all right, you're going to need to survive for a couple of days and we'll come pick you up when you're done. And you're like, yeah, well, how do I, what buttons do this? What buttons do that? Who, I mean, like I see objectives. Do I get a marker on my map? Do I know how to do it? In what order do I do them? What does this person look like? Nothing. It's just like, play the game. You'll figure it out. Yes. So this is kind of what I'm referencing when I mean like the expectations of like modern games. Um, This game will tell you all the objectives. This game will tell you how to complete the objectives. What it won't tell you is that information once you've entered the level. Um, So you get briefed, you know, kind of like a spy mission. You get like manila envelopes that has information about what you're supposed to be doing. But once you get into the level there is no more information like one of the last levels i played i had to take a picture of a satellite um the game did not tell me what the satellite was or where it would be which is fine i don't need both of those things i would like one of those things dude this game was so difficult i think being a spy in real life would be easier because i would just ask questions I'd be like, okay, I'm supposed to find this guy. What does he look like? Where is he going to be? Does he know I'm coming? Okay, I need to take a picture of this. Is this, what is it supposed to look like? Can you describe it to me? Where is it going to be? Can I just, I just want to ask questions. But like in this game, I felt like I needed to kill every single person. (laughs) (laughs) There was not a level where I didn't kill every single person. Which was a problem because some of the levels are minimized scientist casualties. I mean, and so if you just enter a room guns blazing, yikes, you're going to have to do the mission over again. But here's the thing. There was not a single level I didn't have to play. The, no, the first one. After the first one, I played every level many times. And one of those yes. reasons was because most levels had one or two health regenerative like items. And then you were just out. Like, that was it. Okay. The, and uh, that's a problem for me because I'm used to just like, all right, I'm getting attacked. Let me just wait over here and heal. And they're like, no, you, you're you done healing. Figure it out. You're going to have to do the rest of this level on half damage or half health. Like, figure it out. So I died so many times. 
that eventually I'm just like, all right, civilian coming out, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, another civilian, three more bad guys, and I can go into this room. Like, I just knew what was going to happen. And I'm assuming everyone who played this game back in the day had the exact same experience. Because there's not so, that many levels. You just memorize what difficulty? Them. What difficulty did you play it on? Uh, the middle one. I forgot what it was called. Okay. Well, I played it on the easiest difficulty because I'm just like, I got nothing to prove. And <laughs> yeah. let me tell you, I... I've never played an easier video game when it comes to the combat because the game auto aims for you because aiming was not a thing until two analog sticks were introduced to the equation right. and the P the PS one had two analog sticks, but people weren't comfortable with it until the PS two. So it took one more console generation before people were comfortable moving and aiming at the same time. So a lot of games had pretty strong auto-aim. And so unless you had like the sniper rifle where you had to zoom in and manually aim, like the game would auto-aim for you. So I would just walk into a room, kill one guy with my silenced pistol, pick up his automatic weapon, and then just rinse through every bad guy for the rest of the level. Yeah, now, I did not have that experience. <laughs> that being said, this game will let you finish levels without finishing all of your objectives. Wild, um, bro. Wild. So, like I said, I did not know what the satellite I was supposed to be taking a picture of looked like. So I completed the level without realizing I had passed where the satellite was going to be. So I had to do the level all now. These levels aren't long, you know, they're five to seven minutes. Like, you know, it's not that big a deal, but, um, so I'm going through the level again, and now I am meticulously scanning every room. Be like, could this be a satellite? Could this be a satellite? It was in the final room. I just didn't know I was supposed to be looking for it that hard. Um, so this th that's just the main example I use. I, I can tell you, I knew right off the bat when this game was going to be different and it's because in the very first level there's an optional objective to place like a bug on their radio transmitter yeah again they do not tell you what the radio transmitter looks like or where it is or how you put the transmitter on it so i got to what i thought was a transmitter took it out and then put it and then you know activated it and so he, like, stuck it onto, like, the computer tower I was facing, and then nothing happened. And so, like, I obviously put it on the wrong thing. And so I'm like, okay. And so I tried to take it back. And, like, in games, most of the time, you just need to interact with something, and it will, like, put it back in your inventory if that's something that it allows you to do. Yep. Um, that, di that didn't happen. Instead, it broke, and I just didn't have that device anymore. So I just couldn't complete the optional objective. And I was like, okay. Another thing Weird. this game like has is like they'll give you limited inventory. Like there's a section where you have to blow up some stuff. And I'm like, well, this looks like the things I'm supposed to blow up. I have three bombs. There's three things I need to blow up or maybe five bombs. I used up all my bombs and the objective wasn't completed. I'm like, well, maybe I can get more bombs somewhere. Nope. Just like, hey, you used up your bombs. You're supposed to blow up these. Yeah. Uh, sucks to suck. <laughs> and so like. All this stuff would not be fr as frustrating if the game was more forthcoming with information. So, like, in that instance, when you run out of bombs, right, a modern game would be like, you've used all your bombs and didn't complete the objective. And it would 
start yeah, you at a just, checkpoint or restart the level. Or, or just be like, you know there should be like a checklist up. of all the things you need to complete and just say failed. So you just stop yeah. trying. You're just like, oh, I, I can't do the mission. So there but, was, I, I don't know if it said failed because there was an objective list in the menu in like yes. the farthest menu. But I don't think it would tell you if you failed. It would just say incomplete. Yeah. Dude, do you know how long I spent on a level before I realized it was impossible for me to beat it? I needed to start over. The one that had me like that is I think it's the second level. Um, It's the one after, you know, you jump off the dam. Right. And there's a security console that you have to, like, you know, clear the room, activate the console, and it'll open a separate security door. Yeah. If that security console gets destroyed, the security door will close and you cannot reopen it. And so... I activated the console. I saw the door open. Then I got rushed in by some other guys. They blew up the console. And so I spent like 15 minutes running around this level that is just a staircase and like a square hallway. And I'm like, how do I open this door? How do I open this door? Oh, I can't because the security console got blown up. And so that it's the... There's also kind of like a sunken cost thing where, like, I spent 15 minutes looking for the solution to this. I can't just restart. But that's exactly what you have to do. Um, Craig, I would like to say you and I are very different because after the first level, I used a game guide for the rest of it. Yeah. The I, entire time. I, I'm like, I'm not going to put in the time to figure it. I understand that's the full experience. I didn't want the full experience because I was mad 20 minutes into this game. When I didn't realize like how I was supposed to interact with stuff and I was messing around for like 20 or 30 minutes, just trying, just like hitting all the buttons. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm over it. I'm just mad. I'm going to play this game mad for a couple hours. So I used the game guide for the entire thing after about 30 minutes of struggling to get past the first level. So I was able to hit all my objectives, kind of. But if you still make mistakes, like you need to start over. And dude, this game just makes me mad. But every time I talk, I talk to the older guys about this again at work and they're like, yeah, that's the fun of it. It's figuring it out. I'm like, N- what? The fun of that's like the fun of a puzzle. Like you know the objective, you know how to do it. You're just figuring it out. But like, if no one knew the concept of how puzzles worked and you gave it to them, it's not the same thing. Like I understand that some people are like given Legos and they don't want instructions, or they're just like, I don't want to read instructions. I want to figure it out. But like, I'm not one of those guys. Just give me directions and I'll do it. This was like wild to me, dude. And that this was um, like the norm for video games. I have never seen GoldenEye. Is this like, clo- does it like follow the same story? Nope. Okay, cool. Nope. I think it's just like, it's a cool name. Let's put it in. I Then again, it has, I haven't seen GoldenEye since 2019. So maybe, and I was watching all of the James Bonds, so I might be getting confused with something else. So maybe, but this d- was not ringing any bells. Um, I was reading like, so this is from the Pierce Brosnan era of Bond, um, an era that I am not familiar with in the slightest. And it's interesting reading. Did you like actually read the, the mission briefings or did you just yes. kind of like, I okay. read all of them. The personality in those briefings are so cartoonish because there's no voice acting. It's just text. So they have to, they're trying to get across these like very British personalities. And so they have to do, be very extreme with them. Cause like Q is like 
you know, nerdy and quirky. And then one of them is like constantly teasing Bond about how womanizing he is. And I'm like, this is a weird dynamic from my boss. Yeah. Um, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was uncomfortable because the thing is, I was actually surprised they put it in the game. But then I realized it's so much weirder that they put it in the game than that they didn't. Yeah, because, like, it's a bunch of lines. It's like, I know you'd rather be, you know, on a beach sipping martinis looking at women. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I'm like, hey, man. Whoa. Weird workplace environment. Weird. I know I'm trying is, to do a job for you. Yeah, dude. I don't know. It was just, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, playing on the easiest difficulty I did have some fun just kind of like walking into a room knowing that I'm invincible. <laughs> um, and like the auto aim makes the shooting like super easy and like not that difficult. Um, I'm sure on a harder difficulty, you had to think a little bit harder than I did. Yeah, it was kind of tricky. Um, I'd walk into rooms and be like, whoa, 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 run, 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 run. I di- Dude, I died so many times. But I will say there were some rewarding moments for, like, solving how to do some of this. I just think a lot of it... I- I've been spoiled on Call of Duty levels that kind of hold your hand and don't make things too difficult. Or there's waypoints. They tell you what button to press when you get there. But like, I was that- constantly forgetting what button opened doors and what button Dude. was reload. I yeah. was frequently getting them confused. And also, there's like six different like buttons that change years. your gun, by the way. Yeah. There's a bunch of guns that just like, oh, cycle to next weapon. Dude, it was one of those things that like, I think what made video games interesting, this game doesn't do any of it. So, like, when I play Call of Duty, like, the campaign, walk me through how to play. But I'm involved in the story. I'm involved in the environment. I like the dynamics with other characters. And this, it's just, like, you're playing this game because you want puzzles. Like, I wouldn't say the shooting is anything spectacular. It's just, like, whatever. Graphically, this, this is one of the worst games I've ever played. It does not hold up, my guy. Yeah, like, it's difficult because when you're trying to make a realistic setting, like, and when I mean, like, obviously nobody at Rare was like, I want this to look photorealistic, but, you know, it's a game based on people and they didn't want it to look like a cartoon, but the, the consequence of that is you see these incredibly polygonal figures that just have photos of people's faces stretched across the model. And there's, like, no real, like, definition to the um, face structure or hands or anything. And that's a technical limitation. And so I don't want to rag on this game. I'm not going to, like, lower my opinion of this game simply because I know they didn't have the power to make a stronger game graphically. Um, I will knock points for other things, though. Um, I am going to hit it. I know they were doing the best they could, but uh, Mario came out at the same time, and that would, I mean, that game looked incredible compared to this. I would have rather played Tetris for three hours than play this game. Wow. I mean, Tetris is good. I feel like that's not That's what I'm saying. But it's like, it's, I understand the assignment. This game, I was lost. I don't like being lost in the sauce, bro. I don't like being confused what I'm even doing, and I definitely don't want to be that way for hours. And I, I literally had, I've never, I don't look up game guides often at all. 
But this is one of those things I'm like, I'm not going to be able to play this game if I don't look it up. Because, like, at least if it was pretty, like, a new game can make these mistakes. Because it's not, you know, hurting my eyes to look at. But, like, when you go back and play old games, especially since I didn't play this growing up, there's no nostalgia in it for me. I was just, I was so ready to tap out early. Craig, yeah, I'm going to sure. say, I'm going to make so many people pissed off with my score. So we can... We can talk about this as long as you want. I'm just like prepping the audience. You're going to be mad. Yeah, I'm giving it like a 5.5 because I have no intention of finishing this campaign. Uh, if somebody were to be like, hey, I kind of want to play the multiplayer. Do you want to play the multiplayer? I'd be like, sure, I'll give it a shot. You know, I'm not against this game forever, but, you know, I got my fill. I have no interest in finishing it, but, you know, I don't resent the time I spent playing it. I'm giving this a 2.75 for a couple of reasons. One, it visually looks so bad, I couldn't ask anyone to sit around me and watch me play it. It's just hard to watch. Two, the gameplay is confusing. Three, the controls are confusing because they just straight up don't explain it to you. There's a menu where you can see stuff, but you have to like find it. Um, I'd never want to play this again. I, re- I feel like the time I spent on it is time I'm never going to get back. I'm not recommending this game to anybody. I'm not interested in the multiplayer purely because other games do multiplayer better. So I don't need to be teleported back to a time where this this used to be cool. It's not cool now, and I don't need anybody convincing me otherwise. I would. Here's the thing: this movie feels like like going from movies now to silent movies. That's what I feel like the gap between gaming now and this is. It's night and day. Now imagine a silent movie with lighting issues or mic issues or sound mixing issues. That's what this game this game is like to me. I want to give it lower, but I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, you didn't play multiplayer, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you didn't complete the campaign. Maybe it gets better. I'm not giving it a shot. I'm never getting a shot. I'm not watching gameplay. If someone is playing it in the room, I'm going to look at my phone the whole time. This game sucks. And it sucks so bad, I almost wanted to stop doing video game month. <laughs> I'm like, they can't all be like this. That's what I have to say about that. Yeah. All right. Cool. We've uh, we've uh, released a different energy uh, now, so I think that it's kind of in our best interest to just scoot along. Sure. 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 Um, Alex, you need to explain this improv to me because I think I wasn't really paying attention when you told me it the first time. Okay. So we're doing line please. Now we have not done line please in ages. And by ages, like eight months, it's been months. Okay. Um, most of you are not going to remember the last time we did this because I don't remember the last time we did this and I, I will, I could look it up, but I'm not going to, this is basically how it works. One of us, let's say me is going to give Craig a scene to do. He has to do it all by himself, but if he feels like it's getting boring or getting dull and his humor and needs drama, it needs some action. He'll just say line, please. And then I will feed him action for the story. Much like an actor who for, literally forgot his lines, I'm going to insert action or whatever in the story. It can be either this is what's happening, like background mm-hmm. notes, or an actual line that moves the story. And we'll take turns. And hopefully we can create something interesting. All right. Um, Alex, I do have a scene for you. Beautiful. Let's um, do it, man. You are a supervillain who has finally caught his rival superhero and you are giving your greatest villain speech to date. 
Okay, I can do that. I'm trying to think of a hero name so I don't have to think of it on the spot. Something. Oh, ha- heaven for forbid sure. you have to do a smidge of improv in our improv I don't segment. Do any improv. <laughs> Hold on, let I, me type down this script real quick so I can make sure it's funny. Here's the thing. I can improv everything. It's very hard to improv something cool. So I'm going to call him Valorant. That's pretty cool. All right, here we go. I finally caught you. You fell into the trap, much like you normally have, but I have contingency on contingency on contingency. And so you don't think of escaping. Let me tell you what happened. I have your parents in a room, and if they don't get a call from me every 30 minutes, my guy's going to kill him. And not fast. He's going to slowly dip them in acid. And I have your girlfriend in another room across town. You can't save them both. And if they don't get a call from me every 20 minutes, she's getting fed to alligators and small ones. They're going to take their time. And just in case that wasn't going to work, your sidekick, whatever his name is, he's in Texas right now, far, far away on vacation. I don't know if he was visiting family or whatever, but we got him. And I have guys there. If they don't get a call every 40 minutes, then we're going to chop off a piece of him. And then I'll keep you here as we slowly mail those pieces to his family. And I'll keep you alive the whole time just so you can change your mind. Now I need information from you. I need your identity, your real one. Line, please. Um, you know, after all this time, you kind of forgot why you don't like this guy in the first place. I've been coming after you for 25 years now. You were the first one to send me to prison. I don't exactly remember how you caught me or what I was even doing in the first place. Or if you even had a different name than Valorant. Were you still Valorant back then? Or did you have another name? Is this the town we started in? I feel like... I mean, we've been going at this for a long time. So the point is, we have a history. And if you just don't give me what I want, all those people you love are going to be gone. And a part of me wants you to not say anything. Because you deserve this. After what you put me through all these years, you deserve this. Line, please. Um, now that you've recounted everything that you're doing, you realize that you may have overstepped a little bit. I have your parents. I have a girlfriend. I have your sidekick. I have an unlimited data plan and phone calls and texts because there's a lot of calls. I, if I make people are going to just die. So I, I have to be on top of it. Um, you know, this seems a bit much, um, now that I'm thinking about it, because the worst you ever did to me was send me to prison one time. And then you kind of just let me loose, you know, beat me up a little bit and then just let me go. So I'm, I feel like I'm overstepping, but I also feel like I've committed too much that if I let you go now, you're going to kill me. So I, if you, I, I want to say, if you promise not to hurt me, we can like start from the beginning, but I feel like I've pushed a couple too many buttons. That's like, you're going to be mad. Are you going to be mad? I feel like you're going to be mad and I'm a little worried because this is a lot, you know? So what if I told you, um, just throwing it out there that I was joking, um, that because I don't know who your real identity is, I couldn't have gotten those people. Like, would you, that that's believable, right? Like, how could I find your parents if I didn't know who you were, you know? So like, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't beat me up, right? You wouldn't. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm just going to spitball with you. I let you leave here naked, of course, because I don't, you can't have any weapons. I, I definitely can't have you leaving with any weapons. Um, you need a promise not to call anybody, no backup, 
no cops, and then you give me like a 10 minute head start and we just pretend like this never happened. Line, please. Um, You actually realize that this obsession is not over hate, but uh, admiration. And now you have to pivot to make sure you're still in his good graces. And, you know, I don't feel like I feel like we just got off the wrong foot because like I feel like like I might have gone a little far this time. And I don't want you to start coming after me for real. Like, don't do what I just did to you to me. That's not, that wouldn't be nice. And I would be pretty, that would hurt my feelings. So I want to make sure that we're cool. And that when I let you go, like, we can just go back to how it used to be. But I don't want this to escalate because um, I don't know if I can do this. And I just like want to make sure we're cool. I'll let you go. You keep letting me go. And we're going to keep it at the level we were like last week. And I just want you to know that, like, if you could, like, just tell me I did a good job, like, I got you, right? Like, you're not getting away. And, like, all that family stuff, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Like, I tracked them down. I didn't even know who you were. Like, that's hard to do. So, like, if you could, like, um, just, like, tell me you were proud of me, that would be nice. Like, this is, this is a good job. I think, like, you've never been caught before, so, like. I did a good job and like if you could just I don't know like tell people that I'm like your 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 main enemy or something like just tell like everybody else like you know that guy he's a he's a real deal he got me so like if you could are we cool you know okay well um uh cox gun (laughs) I um I really don't know what to think coming out of that um normally scenes go for like I don't know two to five minutes Usually it's not this seven minute character study that <laughs> yeah. Alex has brought at our table, <laughs> but Hey, you know, that's why you listen to permanent good. We are keeping you on your toes. This is objectively the most different episode we've had yet. <laughs> and we just got to make sure we got to stir the pot every now and then. And that's what this is. It's listen, it's hard to come up with something original. When you've been doing it for as long as we have, I feel like anything we produce that's different is a good thing. Um, and that was a lot. You know, <laughs> that was a lot. Maybe we could type that up and put it in a monologue and use it for like an audition. Yeah, start auditioning with that. Yeah, I think that's what we should do. Uh, Craig. <laughs> hey, Juilliard, I have an idea for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yours, your scene is going to be you telling your child that they were adopted. They're 20 years old and you're telling him over the phone. So Alex likes to do this to me. And I don't know if it's because I'm childless or because he has a child. He gets some sick joy out of this. But he likes having me tell children bad things. Yes. Like telling my adult son he's adopted. Telling my kid his dog got hit by a car. Like, I think I had to tell my son that, I, like, we, I was getting a divorce. Like, he's going to run out of things that I have to break to my child. Like, uh, how many more traumas does this child have to live through, Alex? I don't know. But it's also good, like, for all of our listeners, like, if they get to the point where they forgot to tell their kid that they were adopted over the course of 20 years, and now the kid's finding out on their 20th birthday over the phone, I mean, now they know what to do. So, Craig, uh, show us how it's done. Okay. Hey, sport. How's it going? Um, 
yeah, no, sorry I couldn't be there today. Um, you know, traffic. Um, but I just want you to know that I really wanted to be there today. Um, I got in my car and it wouldn't start. And I opened up the hood and there was just nothing underneath. So, uh, you know, Uber in our city is kind of expensive. So I just, I just couldn't make it. But that doesn't change the fact that I wanted to tell you that I love you. I'm, I'm proud of you. And I'm so proud to be your dad um yeah uh so i guess that kind of you know kind of gets to uh i got i kind of got to get to what i need to tell you um you are such such a good such a good son um man i don't know how to uh you are so good of a son um anyone would be happy to be your dad and i mean anyone just really like the pick of the litter any dad that's looking to be a dad would have been would have been happy to have you and i'm i'm glad that i'm glad that i got chosen um so i guess what i'm trying to say uh line please um he's actually adopted from your brother he had him in an, uh, a teenage pregnancy and they didn't want him so you said you would take him. So his uncle and, is actually his dad. <laughs> and listen, and hey, you know how we would have those game nights with um, Uncle Phil and, you know, they would leave after everything was said and done. And we would have those conversations and you would tell me how you always felt like a special connection with Uncle Phil and Aunt Rhonda. Well, there's a reason um, and that reason is because they, I guess you could say, have known you for longer than I have. Um, they are your original parents. Oh, Line, please. Yeah. Um, at this point, you're uh, just trying to get off the phone. So you're going to try um, and pull every trick, like going through a tunnel, whatever, but he's not letting you leave. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, like I said, uh, where's your adoptive parents and your uncle and aunt actually gave birth to you, but, um, your mom is calling me from the other room. So I have to go. No, I'm just, it's real. It's really important. Like, you know, you know, mom doesn't like to yell, yell, yell across the house, but she is. So I have to go. Um, uh, and, and my phone's dying, you know, I, uh, oh, oh I have to turn on extreme b battery saver. Oh no. You know, extreme battery saver doesn't really, you know, it kind of really shoots the connection on the phone call. So don't be surprised if we get dropped. Um, but anyway, like I said, uh, oh, oh, oh no, the cat got out. I gotta go. I gotta go catch the cat. Um, I will see you next week. Um, lo lo love you. Um, by the way, we did change the locks to our house. Okay, bye. <laughs> well. So I think. Um. Yeah. I feel like. That went perfectly. That kid is going to be in therapy for the rest of their life. Also, that sounded <laughs> like a bit. He's going to be like, ah, oh, my dad. What a jokester. <laughs> um. The, the thing that I always think about when I do these, again, I must express numerous scenes of me breaking bad news <laughs> to my children is that I like to give what I call an opposite guide, where if you are breaking news to someone and you start sounding like one of my characters, do a 180, go the opposite <laughs> direction. You're heading down the wrong path. Oh, man. Banger. We'll do it again sometime soon. Yeah. Alex, what do you have for our middle segment? It's called Find My Keys, um, a.k.a. FMK. Um, and how it works 
is basically there's a screw Mary kill game. I've created 10 new things and uh, I'm going to ask you to answer them, but they're not FMKs. For instance, the first one's going to be watch once, watch every day and make sure no one else can watch it again. And okay. Gonna- so like delete you know, remove. So it's not that I want to hoard it to myself. It's that I think that nobody should have to put themselves through watching that show. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, literally it's going to be watch once, never again, watch it every day and make sure nobody else watches it ever again. So here we go. We're going to do hook saving private Ryan and ET. Interesting. Ooh, this one might ruffle some feathers. Um, Saving Private Ryan, I'm going to say watch once. Because okay. that movie's three hours. Um, <laughs> hook, <laughs> That's fair. Watch, hook, watch every day, E.T., never, uh, no one can watch it. Oof. Okay. Brutal, but I get it. Um, Next one. This game's called Rent by Sell. We're going to do your childhood house, your current living situation, and your college living situation. Well... Okay, hear me out. So you can rent the house, buy the house, or just sell it. So I'm going to say sell the childhood house, buy the current house, rent the college house. Okay. Just because I feel like that's pretty normal. Okay, that's fair. Uh, If you think that's normal, this next question is going to be weird. Uh, This one's called sip, guzzle, and bathe in. Okay. So we're going to do Coca-Cola slushy, orange juice, and... Vodka. Sip. Oh. Guzzle. Interesting. And bathe in. I'm going to say sip Pepsi Icy just because it's nasty. Just get a regular Pepsi at that point. You said Coke, but you know, you know, same yeah. thing. It's got to be icy. Um, so you can sip it. Okay. Um, I guess guzzle vodka, which out of context <laughs> oh, is not great. <laughs> Oof, dude. Uh, and then bathe in orange juice. <laughs> I freaking guess. <laughs> Next one also, is... Also, if you bathe yeah. in vodka, that's going to burn in places you don't want to burn. Yeah, but I think it'd be you'd be disinfected. I guess. <laughs> All right, this next one is live there, vacation there, and never, ever go. Michigan, Virginia, California. I don't know. This is tough. Um, gang, I'm going to be so real with you. There's nothing in Michigan except people. <laughs> so, like... Well, if, <laughs> So, like, I can get people to come to me. So, <laughs> I'm going to say live in Virginia, vacation to California. And, and then never go to Michigan Not go again. to Michigan. Yeah. The only thing that's in Michigan is the people. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm going to miss our branch of the dominoes. Dude, cool. that's the craziest take ever. That's like, you only have a job for the money. What do I need a job for? I only need it for the money. Be like, oh, you mean the most important part? Oh, you mean the most important part. Okay, gotcha. Okay, but with a job, there's no other way to get the money. The only way to get the money is through a job. That's what jobs are, is to get is to get the money. There's more than one way to get the people. All right, well, this next one's weird. Um, it's called Mother, Spouse, Grandmother. No explanation needed. I understand. Yep. We're doing Margot Robbie, Jennifer Lawrence, and Julia Roberts. Okay. I f- so you gave me one that like very clearly goes with one. So like if you're not putting Julia Roberts at grandmother, then like we're in a different age bracket, I guess. Yeah, but some people like like her. Like this yeah. game I guess this game is for you, but this is also for the people at home. 
And so I'm going to say Margot Robbie's spouse, spouse, Jennifer Lawrence's mother. Okay. Yeah, that tracks. I, in, in retrospect, I could have made that so much harder. You uh, could have. That, I could that have. was Yeah. Um, this one's called Adopt, Raise, Abandon. Oh, okay. Um, and it's going to go like this. Newborn baby, 10-year-old kid, 15-year-old kid. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Hold on. Now. Newborn, 10, might... 15. <laughs> this might make me sound bad, but I promise I have a strong reason for it. Okay? Raise the 10-year-old. All right? Okay. Adopt the 15-year-old. I knew you were going to do that, dude. You're abandoning the newborn? Abandon makes it sound so bad. I'm going to make sure that he makes it to a great home. I'm not like, you know. Leaving him on the side of the road? Take him to a fire station? I'm doing my due diligence. But, you know, a 10-year-old is going through adolescence. They need someone to be there for them. A 15-year-old needs someone to adopt them, probably for college purposes, you know. You get a lot more benefits when you have parents. Um, And so I think, you know, the newborn baby has a greater chance of being adopted or raised by somebody else. Wild. Wild. Uh, this next one's called Hire, Promote, Fire. You run a family business. You just won the lottery. And you're paying these people are well. Your mom, your dad, your brother. Hire. This d- this is not fair. fire. I love so how they I'm, all listen to the podcast. Too. So I'm gonna hire my brother because he's my brother and I love him. Yep. I'm going to this sounds bad. Alright. There's no good way out of this, alright? And the one that listens to the show, I'm gonna say the most consistently, is the one I might feel like I'm burning the most. Oh however, no. However, I wouldn't like to, I'm not calling it firing. I'm calling it giving my mom lots of time to do other things that she's interested in. You know, like I said, these people are being paid well. It's not like she's not going to have money to play with. I'm giving her an early retirement. She's getting laid off. Yeah. And then I feel like, you know, my dad has been a businessman for 30 years. I would kind of want him at my right hand for that. Okay, I'll allow it. This next one, we have three left. Actually, no, I changed my answer. I changed my answer. Um, I want my mom to be a, a money manager. Um, I'll make sure that Andrew's set up somewhere else, just not with me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that worse? Yes, that it's worse. worse. Should have just stuck with the okay. first one. It's okay. okay. <laughs> um, we have three left. Invest, and uh, so this is invest, support, and report to the FCC. Okay. We have um, your dad's business, your current workplace, or your brother's business. So I really feel like you didn't actually have 10 of these. You just thought you had 10 of these. And now you're just trying to throw me under the bus as many at as many chances as possible. <laughs> yes. Because that's of kind course. of what you have in the casual brain bank. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, how do I make these hard? Oh, yeah. Make them personal. Um... Make it so our audience can't relate at all. That's what I'm trying to do. I guess I've already thrown Andrew under the bus once. I guess I can just keep doing that. Oh, I don't so, know how you'd really, I mean, report his business to the FCC. Be like, just the government, just the local city. I mean, I you, the same way you would report any business to the FCC. Be like, hey, something fishy's going on with this waste management system. I was interpreting it in this hypothetical scenario. Oh, where- no, I'm talking real life right now. Oh, where they actually I don't like work. this. 
Okay, this okay, is, okay. We'll skip. This is we'll skip. More we'll skip. boring now. I, I want to. I want to report my brother to the FCC for a hypothetical business he's not running. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We'll go to the next one. I don't know how we're gonna do this, but it seemed like a cool idea. Vote for, endorse, or reject. Now, in what context? I have no idea. Oh, I'm gonna give you fake, imaginary uh, people running for president. They're real people, but they're not running for president. So you're going to vote for them, endorse them, or reject them as president. Are you ready? Arnold Schwarzenegger, who shouldn't be running for president, but in this hypothetical he is. Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay, so you've given me two people who I know practically nothing about personally, and one person that I've really only heard about secondhand through a generation of politics I came after. So... I'm okay, really not I'm, working with the greatest information here. Here's what here. we'll do. I got a better way to do this. Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Ariana Grande. Okay, Ariana Grande is not getting my vote. <laughs> That's just fir- first one off the rip. But like, would you endorse her? Just no thanks. Um, <laughs> just be like, I'm not going to vote for her, but good for her for running, I guess. Um, This is the difficult part because I think – you know, Taylor Swift definitely has is like one of those like rich liberals where like she supports the things that are convenient for her, but it's better than not supporting anything at all. So like I got to like, you know, meet her where she's at, I guess, you know, of the billionaires that have run for president in the past, you know, she, she would be a rich person I would be less worried about. Um and then Harry Styles, again, I just don't know anything about. Um, I think I would vote for Harry Styles and then endorse Taylor Swift. Okay. All right, dude, that was the most that was the most complicated middle segment I think we've ever done. <laughs> Holy crap. Um for our one hit, we're doing a TikTok trend. This one's Love called it. Wavelength. Um, I found this on a TikTok TikTok Whoa. I found Tic-tac-toe. this on a TikTok account. Um, Henry Calvert, um, just seems like a dude and his friends at least. Uh, and the way this works is you are going to have a number from one through 10. I do not know what that number is, but I am allowed to ask five questions and you must like the example that they have is like their number is nine. And the guy that's guessing says Batman. And so you have to give me a nine out of 10 Batman. And then after like five of those instances, I'm going to guess what that number is. Does that make sense? Yeah. We'll do it. Uh, one for you, one for me. Yep. All right. So come up with a number and then I will give you a category. You give me a thing that is rated that number out of 10. And then after five, I will guess what that number is. Uh, do you okay. have your number? Um, yes. Okay. I'm going to go off the wall, off the bat. Um, time spent commuting to work. 40 minutes. 40 minutes is long, not the worst. So I'm thinking it's a lower number. It, uh, off the rip. I'm thinking it's a lower number. Um, cl- um, class in high school. Um, AP stat. AP stat. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking kind of middle of the road right now. Um, luxury car brand. You're picking things you don't know much about. I picked My- one thing I don't know much about. Yes, 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 but I'm hyperbole. I'm going to go Maserati. Okay, I'm sticking with my middle of the road theory right now. Um uh uh middle class America 
fe- uh, uh, chain restaurants? Um, Long John Silver's. Oh, that's low. I'm back to my low theory again. Um, okay, this is my last one. Um, I'm just gonna go in kind of a similar route, and I'm gonna say time spent exercising per day. Two and a half hours. Okay, yeah, this has got to be a low number. So getting to, so the specifics of this is gonna be hard. So Long John Silver's is kind of my guiding beacon here because I feel like the stereotype of Long John Silver's is that like that's the place that you're gonna find a rat in the fish and like also it's fish. So I'm gonna go low and but not the bottom of the barrel and I'm gonna say three. My boy, you got it. <laughs> I was a little worried there in the middle. You're like, oh, that's middle of the pack. I'm like, Maserati suck, dude. Maseratis are not good. But 40 minutes, I probably could have gone a little bit longer, but I didn't want you to think it's as low as it could go. I'm like, if yeah, I say an hour, sure. he's going to think two or it's going to be low, low, and it's not that low. Freaking okay. got it, bro. Okay. I have my number. Okay. Um, Length. Of a, okay, you're going to a wedding. Okay. You're not part of the wedding party. And you're waiting for the speeches to finish so you can eat. This is, in minutes, how long does the best man speech go for? Oh, interesting. I don't have a great... I don't know what the normal length is. I only know lengths of clips on TikTok. Um, so I'm going to say... I'll say five minutes. Oh, nice. Okay. Um... You show up to your friend's house, you text them, hey, I'm outside. This is how many minutes until they actually come out. Eight. Oof. Um, okay. Freak, I'm thinking low then, dude. If I, That's got to be low. If I'm showing up at your house, you kind of got to be ready. <laughs> Especially if I'm getting in my car. If I come inside, it's different. That really throws me off at the best man's speech. Okay. Um, let's go. You're going out to dinner with your friends. It's cheap. It's real let's say it's uh you're literally you're all going out to mcdonald's but you're making what you're making right now what's the ideal number of friends where you feel like i'm treating them out like this is a little bit of a flex but it can't be too many people okay i'll be interested to see how you gleam any information off of this okay um am i include if i'm you're not including okay not included let's say you work at mcdonald's you're like i can eat for free but I get a discount on all my friends. I'll pay for this many friends' meals. But it's at McDonald's, so it's not that crazy. Uh, I'm going to say four. Okay. That's the good number. Any, I mean, it's still a bit of a flex. I'm lean, I'm like right at like six, seven, eight. You really, but the problem is if I show up at someone's house and I'm waiting eight minutes, that's definitely towards the six. It might even be a five. I'm leaning towards six. Okay. Um, so that's three, two left. Um, it's the weekend. It's Friday and you don't have work the next day. How late are you staying up? You can play video games. You can watch movies. You just got, you got nothing going on tomorrow. How late are you going to stay up? Uh, 1230. That's a good amount, bro. I'm going back to like seven, eight. Okay. Last one, last one, last one, last one. Your dog sitting for a weekend. Not a rich friend. But you were going to do it for free. They were just going to pay for gas. And they'll let you stay at their house. But you're like, hey, can you watch my dogs while you're here? They're like, yeah, sure. When they come back after the weekend, they're like, hey, man, here's some money. Thank you for taking care of the dog. How much money is it? $15. I'm going, dude, it, 
If it's not this number, it's it's going to be a five or a six. I'm choosing between the two. And if it's not, I'll fight you on some of your answers because that's wild. $15 is nothing. I get to stay in your house, but like, give me 20 bucks, bro. 15? A 10 and a five? God forbid it's freaking a 10 and five once. <laughs> um, That better only be two bills. <laughs> I'm going to go five on this one. It was six. It Dude, was some six. of your answers, I'm like, that so, okay. kind of sucks. So, okay, so we can break this down. So the reason I said 15 was because you had said six, seven, eight. And I said, okay, I need to give him a bad answer. So he picks the lowest that he has selected so far. Okay. Um, so that that's one, why like, I said that. It took me off the seven and eights sure. and dropped it. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, for Explain, the, though, like waiting at someone's house and yes, you have to wait eight minutes. Because um, if I text them and they don't text me back, then 10 minutes is kind of uh, is where I ha- is where I send a follow up text or you go or and knock on I, the door or something. Yeah, there's a second action. So I'm okay. like, that's when things would like I would have to take a second action. But if they respond after that, then it's no big deal. And so okay. I'm like, what is the line right before I would have to take a second action? And that's at like eight minutes. Okay. Um. Best man speech. Again, minutes. I didn't have a great gauge for that. Five so minutes I'm like, is, I would say, the perfect length for a speech. Okay. And and I'm thinking, like, if I'm hungry and I'm waiting for it and I'm, like, counting the minutes, then I'd kind of be like, all right, this best man speech trope, this best man speech trope, all right. Yeah, okay, I got you. should have been shorter. Okay. Okay. I, I think it. we did pretty good, all things considered. We were close. I yeah. got it perfect, and I was, and then one off of yours. Yeah, and I was between so, the two. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I think it. we got it. Yeah, man, we're um, good at this game. Yeah. So I have one quick free balling to do. Um, sure. I have been playing the Pokemon Diamond remake, uh, <laughs> and let me tell you, after playing Scarlet and Violet, which was, I'm gonna say, a technical disaster. It is nice to play a Pokemon game that functions. Um, <laughs> that just uh, works. Yeah. And it's pretty. There's no, like, real big frame rate problems. Like, I'll get a frame rate skip, like, once every, like, two or three hours. Which, at that point, who cares? Yeah. Um, And the art style is very reminiscent of the original games. It's just 3D now, which is cool. Um, the game... Start slow, but that's a problem of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Those yeah. games just start slow. Yeah. Um, and like the Pokemon are very reminiscent. Like the game is pretty much a carbon copy of Diamond with like a few quality of life changes and like a prettier case. But like it's nice to be able to plug my switch into my dock and like play a childhood game on a very nice tv in yeah. high definition like that is so cool um so i wouldn't pay 60 bucks for it i got it on prime day for 35 and i feel like i paid an appropriate amount yeah. so if you can get the game for less than $60 and you like want to play a newer Pokemon game that still feels good. Like I, I am enjoying these. I am enjoying this game. I'm like four hours in. Um, I'm on the second gym, you know, I'm having a good time with it. 
Okay. Anytime a poke anytime a Pokemon experience is good, I will take it. Dude, one of these days we need to really crack open like your strategies for Pokemon games. I feel like everybody plays the game differently. So I'm interested and to I'm see like changing how, you set up how I play Pokemon stuff. games. Okay. Because as a kid, it used to just be uh, I just, pick the Pokemon I like the best and I give them the strongest moves. Yeah. But now I'm like looking at stats and you know, I'll catch multiple of the same Pokemon to see if one has better EVs than the other, you know, n- garbage like that. So, okay. Um, I got you. Yeah, but we'll crack that open one day. What are we playing next week? We are playing. Bump, 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 bump. We're playing Hollow Knight. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, um, it's on Game Pass. It's Void Heart. I don't know if there's multiple Hollow Knights, but we're playing Void Heart. It's on Xbox Game Pass. I've played a couple minutes of it. We'll talk about it next episode, but it's an indie style game, kind of like a platformer. Yeah, this is like one not. of those games that like game, cr- this is a game for game critics. Like from what I understand and I'll, and we'll follow up on this next week. Like this is the game or this is the film of video games. So I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, it's pretty. And I'm sure the music is going to be dope. It's just like, I feel like it's going to be classic indie game, but we'll see if, uh, see if you guys enjoy it. See if we like it. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Until then, my name is Craig Wells, AKA permanent handle. And I'm Alex good. AKA Alex good. Have fun, be safe and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.